The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. Uh, this is The Boys of Tech, episode 217, for Monday the 17th of June 2013. My name is Edwin Herman, I'm joined by Ben Sunko. Hi Ben. Hey, how's it going? Good. Now, as you can probably hear, we're doing this uh, live from, a, from the Southern Cross Bar here in Wellington. What a fine bar it is too, right? It is, yeah, it's really nice. You just had a, what did you just have? You had uh, a, a caramel slice. Oh, yeah, that looked really yummy. That was uh, pretty good, yeah. Now, I've, I've actually had far too much sugar already, but um, I'm on the bubbly, <laughs> so this will be an interesting episode. <laughs> Especially halfway through. We'll see <laughs> yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Let me take a sip of it now. Thankfully, it's not too busy down here as well, because if there was too many people, I think it would be a bit of a struggle. It would be. And uh, actually, we should point out, this is being recorded on Sunday night, so... Uh, <gasps> We're allowed to tell them. Behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah, I know. Breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I don't want people to think I'm drinking bubbly on Monday morning and have had a pile of sugar. Uh, That's true, yeah. That would uh, not be a good look. But everyone likes their sugary cereal, surely. Oh, that's true. Actually, that is true. I could have got away with that one. But as for the bubbly, champagne breakfast, I suppose. Yeah. There's um, Wellington on a plate starting soon, and I think one of the events of that is a whiskey breakfast. So really? A whiskey breakfast? Whiskey breakfast, yeah. That sounds a little bit daring for me, but... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I, can't, do, I can't do whiskey, eh? I can do vodka, but I can't do whiskey. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of either, but... All right, tell you what, let's have a look at um, the new, uh, what's been in the news in the last week or so. So, Ben, I guess we've really... We have to... I mean, Apple hosted WWDC in the last... Uh, earlier this week... We really have to c- cover a couple of stories to do it justice. And I'll tell you what, let's, let's talk about the iOS 7, because that was a big announcement there. Now, a lot, you see, a lot of people are saying, well, what's the big deal? What's new? Yeah, that would be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be one of those people. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're, you're not alone. So I guess it's going to be hard to do this justice over the podcast, but to get a really good feel for it, the best way is, is, is uh, basically to view the, the videos or get a copy, obviously, of iOS 7 when it comes out. But in the meantime, check out the videos on apple.com. That's kind of the best way to get a good feel for it. But let's go through some of the things. Um, they've got this new control center, which, in fact, a lot of people have criticized because it goes away from the sort of the, the, the I guess, the, the consistency that iOS has had, where this control center is kind of like a pull-up floating menu that lets you control things like volume and your Bluetooth settings and put the phone to sleep. Seems quite good. Yeah, well, I thought so too, but a lot of people seem to think that it's kind of going away from, it's kind of like a Band-Aid or a, an add-on is what people seem to be saying. Uh, but So it's not changed enough in their opinion? I don't know, I just think, I, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know because I, dis- I don't agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, people are going to complain regardless, aren't they? Is yeah, it going to be too big of a change, not enough of a change? Change in the wrong direction. Yeah, um, there's always going to be something. Yeah, exactly, wrong. and and who is the most vocal is always going to be is what you're going to hear in the media. So yeah. exactly, but the one thing they have done overall is they've changed the look and feel. 
to, to make it more. I mean, if you think if you think about iOS now, it's it's very much bevel edges, rounded corners, that sort of 3D effect, and they've gone for a much flatter look now, and they've got that sort of stylized font. Uh, I think something like Helvetica Thin or something similar, uh, which is a bit like Microsoft in a way. They, you know, for, for their Windows. Yeah. So why why are they flattening is is 3D feeling too? I've, old school. Well, I don't know. That's that's my guess, though. I mean, I, I think perhaps Apple just want a complete refresh, and and the only way to but not because it's, so it's only a yeah they so they could only afford a single lick of paint on the outside. <laughs> yeah, that's all they could do. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. I mean, if they go way, you know, way make out, make it customizable. Like, I mean, add all these things, make them turn it on and off, let people choose what they want. That would be more of a revolution. Like, just let people do what the hell they want. Spoken like a true Linux guy. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. They, they, they should. But having said that, okay, let's... I mean, it's all very well for them to add these customizations uh, where they to do that. But I, I, even if they do, even if they did that, I think it's great to have a new refresh default. And um, they certainly have a, a refreshed uh, look and feel at the moment. The other thing I kind of liked too was the multitasking. The way multitasking is going to be done on iOS 7 is that you'll be able to sort of, if you like, minimize your windows into a row, which you can scroll through. Yeah. And if you want to get rid of anything or, or, or close it, you just push it out. And can you not do that already? No, at the moment, I think you do a double tap on the home screen and oh, it shows okay. you... Actually, I'll do, I'll do a live demo. Here we go, on this iPad. We're actually, we haven't told our, our listeners we're, we're recording on an iPad 2 at the moment, uh, hence, hence the sound. But um, if you do a double tap, it shows you what's there and you can flick to it by clicking that. Oh, but you can't really easily... It, it's, it's a bit more clunky, let's say, whereas this is a lot... Not, See, not I'm used to having the applications available on a screen. Um, so these are everything that's open and I just scroll through them. Can expand it out. So how do you close something from there if you want to? Can so you? I can do that and close any okay. one that I want, um, or all of them. Yeah. Okay. So what you've done there, just explaining to our listeners on the audio, you've, you've held your finger down, it comes up with an option to. Yeah. yeah. Or if I've actually got an application running, and I go into it, then I can just swipe it down and it closes it. Now you're running that. What's it always called again? Uh, it's the Mego operating system. Oh, that's right. So yeah. it's the yeah. one that Nokia released and then killed. Um, but all the people that were working on it split off and created their own phone company called Joomla, I think, Joomla, Joomla. Um, they're looking at releasing a phone at the end of the year, and I think it's going to be pretty fantastic. Um, so they're a Finnish company doing full Linux software. They've taken the Mego operating system and expanded it out. And you've got a full command line on that thing? Yep. I've got a shell, I've got a terminal, uh, I SSH from it into my computer at home. So, so you think this is what Apple should do, perhaps? Oh, no, Apple wouldn't do this. No, no, this but is, that's what you would like them to do? That's what I'd like them to do, but they never would. <laughs> no, no, they never would. No, you're and right. And it would be a bastardization of Linux anyway, so... Right. Well, I mean, it's, uh, they, they've kind of done that with uh, Mac OS X, being, being, being yeah. out of BSD. Yeah, and it is nice that you can actually jump into a terminal and do stuff. Yeah, I do like that, actually. Like, well. not being a Mac user, I can generally do what I need to do. Which is quite right, nice. Right, right, I see, yeah. when, you're, when you're on a Mac. When I have to use a Mac, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So just back to iOS 7, I think really, you know, we can talk about it here on this audio podcast, but I think the best way to do this justice, if you're wanting to check out what iOS 7 feels like to get a sort of a better, experience, as close experience as you can get without actually using it, is to go to apple.com and just follow the link to iOS 7 and just play those videos and you get a real feel for what it's going to be like. I think, to be honest, my feeling was that iOS was looking a little bit dated, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Because it came out so early. I mean, it was one of the first, you know, 
of that style of phone. It hasn't changed a lot. And it? It ha- no, you're right. It hasn't changed a lot. And everyone has kind of copied it to a degree. Yeah, yeah, to a degree. So yeah. I think but, it's kind of nice to get a refresh. Are Apple even capable of doing revolutionary things? Like they're at the point well, now where it's sort of they're going to be maintaining the status quo to a degree. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of groundbreaking stuff from Apple for a while. Yeah, well, the iPad was the last big thing. Well, I wondered, though, whether the reason we haven't seen so much is because they're busy working on this rumoured TV. I'm, ho- uh, actually, I'm, hoping, uh, I'm hoping that that's the reason. But I mean, what's the TV? Is it just Apple TV stuck to the back of a TV? Or is it actually something revolutionary? Well, the, 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 if the rumours are to be believed, it's, it's well, it's kind of that, but more. Um, you know, the, the, the gesture-based controls, um, Siri-based interaction as well. Uh-huh. Um, That'd be interesting. But, you know, Especially if you rumors. can control it with an iPad or a touchpad or yeah, something. Yeah, and, oh, look, you can, and bet your dollar, and you can bet your bottom dollar that will be, be the case as yeah. well. But um, who knows? They're only rumours. But I'm kind of hoping that the fact that we haven't seen really groundbreaking stuff from Apple, we've seen some nice new stuff like this iOS 7 being launched, and a story we're going to talk about in a second as well. But I'm hoping the reason for that is the, is the TV. Well, I guess time will tell. Yeah. So the other one that I uh, just alluded to there was iRadio. Mm. So this was actually rumoured a while ago, and, and it, it's come true, but it's not what people thought. People thought it was going to be a music subscription service. It's not. It's a free streaming radio service. So, okay, it's free. Ad, ad, free. Sorry, it's ad-supported. Yeah, so yeah. there's yeah. going to be ads throughout all the... Yeah. And I'm not sure if these are display ads through, through an app that you access, or, or whether audio it's... Audio yeah, exactly. breaking into, yeah. like, into, like, how Spotify do it, I think. Um, and can you pay to remove those ads? Well, um, see, I haven't seen... I must admit, um, I haven't seen anything about that, but what the, the, the one thing that all the stories go on about is the fact that when, it, when a song comes up that you like, you can hit the buy button and it buys it from the iTunes uh, store, yeah, as you'd bet, imagine. Yeah. So is it, it's not necessarily... So it's not a hooking into like streaming radio services. It's them providing a streaming radio. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And the yep. radio being that you choose what songs you want, but it will auto DJ stuff, or yes, everyone's getting the same thing. Yes, I think these. Uh, they talked about having uh, themed radio stations, which can be tailored according to a person's listening history on iTunes. So you can. I'm not quite sure exactly what full controls you have. Whether you can say I want to hear this or this sort of band, or whether it's just tailored to you. Or whether it gives you a sort of a somewhere in between. Where you can There's already people doing this, isn't there? Like, isn't there 20th oh, services? Yeah, there are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not the first. It's yeah. not the first. Um, Last FM, Spotify. Yep. Uh, um, Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. Yep. Um, Stitcher for podcasts and things. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's not the first at all. And uh, in fact, you could say they're late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I guess, you know, with the world's largest music collection, uh, I, I guess, you know, this is kind of important because they will be, they will get an audience. But will know? they start then strong-arming other companies out, potentially? Now, you know, like we saw with Netflix, Netflix came in the market, had very cheap access to movies, became very popular, essentially created a market, and then the big companies were like, well, why are we doing this? Double the price of the, the licensing to them, they enter the market and take advantage of it. Is this iTunes going, we actually can you know leverage a lot of our power on this and start shutting down some of these companies maybe hopefully not yeah hopefully not I mean I mean they've been caught with anti um, like anti competitive yeah behaviour before I think with I- ebooks I think they were going to oh, no, that was, yeah, ebook that was publishers over, and saying you had yeah. to sell it at, a certain, at this price, price? Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't price. sell it to anyone yeah. else lower yeah. than this. And yeah, there was that. Yeah, there was, and and what they've got now, which is I don't know that this would be classified as anti-competitive, 
but it's, it goes to somewhere, you know, it sort of alludes to that, and that is that um, if you publish stuff using iBooks, um, iBooks Author, which yeah. is their authoring software for, for, for their version of eBooks, part of the license is that you're not allowed to sell that book that you've created through any other service. Oh, really? Yeah. So they don't, so they don't force you to use iBooks. You can yeah. use any authoring tool and sell anywhere, but if you choose iBooks and, and have it sold through the store... And do people know you, that? Like, well, I mean... Widely not, it's not a secret. They haven't made it a secret. Um, I wonder how legally binding that is. Well, I don't see why not. I mean, it's a contract, isn't but it? But if something became really popular, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it's a con. I mean, they can presumably you can pull it at any time. And then, what what access do they have over characters that are used within a book? So, you know, say say J.K. created the original oh, look, Harry I, Potter, and then they go, "Now we own Harry well, Potter." Or? Well, look, I tell you what, I haven't read the, the Eula uh, yet, but mm. I'd be very surprised, Ben, if there was anything about them assuming any part of the copyright. I, I'm sure they'll try anything they can. Well, it's not going to be until yeah. someone actually takes it to court that they'll, you know. I'm like, sure. Look, I think if that's the case, I think it would have come out already because. There are people that, that, that find yeah, tooth comb things. You know, they yeah. do go through them. Um, at least I hope I'm right <laughs> on that one. But, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to um, iRadio. It's going to be free. So that's, that was the big thing that people were, were expecting that it was going to be a paid subscription model. It's not. It's, yeah. it's a free streaming, a theme, so you can choose from different theme stations based on your tastes. It's ad-supported, and that's why it's free. And uh, I think the idea is to get people to discover new music and the hope that they'll then buy from iTunes. That's kind of where it's... Yeah, where so it's interesting there. It says it taps into your iTunes history. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks like, like what, you what sort of privacy is around that as well? Um, yeah, I mean... And does it have a... Yeah. You know, if you if you grabbed uh, an MP3 from someone and chuck it on your iPod and you start listening to it and like, they go, oh, look, they listen to this song and they don't actually own it. We better report well, I, this. Well, I, well, I tell you what, Ben, what you raise is an interesting point because uh, when they launched... Uh, what was it called? Um... Oh, iTunes uh, Music Match or iTunes Match, I think oh, it is. Yeah. Where what it does, it looks. It, it's a, you pay for this, right? But yeah. But if you're a customer of this, what it does, it scans through your entire iTunes library. Anything that is has been purchased from the iTunes store, a fresh copy of that will be in your cloud. So, you, so when you go to the next device, it's there. Yeah. But as well as that, it looks at anything that wasn't in the store, like for example, a copied MP3 file, yeah. a downloaded MP, an illegal file, if you like. And it will also pop, no questions asked, a copy of that in the store fresh from the, you know, with the full quality, fresh from the, from the store. And what they make it very clear that they do not report on whether anything, you know, on, on any of your content. All it does is it looks at what's there and puts a, a fresh copy from Which the store. you have full access to. Which you have full access to. And then you can put onto another device. And you can put onto another, another device. This is sounding really familiar. But you pay for it. And then I think this is where... This is sounding a lot like a, like a certain, like, dot-com person living in Auckland <laughs> used to do. He used to... Let me grow up. Used to provide access to files. No, no, that... but this is different. No, no, but this oh, is... This is, this is different, though. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is really different. <laughs> Just like, you know, Google returning uh, BitTorrent links is completely different to the Pirate Bay returning BitTorrent yeah. links. Only because the music companies are probably getting a cut from this, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know either, if but not, If the person's not no, paying they must anything... Do, they must do. No, no, it is. That, that's a paid... That no, no, but if the person's not paying for the original music that they have on their yeah, but that, device and then they get a fresh copy that they put on another device... No one's actually getting any money from that. Not directly, but they have paid Apple thirty whatever it is dollars a year for the service. So surely a portion of that gets siphoned out to them. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm making this up, but um, 
I would have thought that's kind of what happens. That's interesting. Well, there must be some licensing involved with the record companies. Yeah. But, but anyway, because people were worried when that came, the reason I brought that up is that when that came out, people kind of were worried, oh, is that going to spy on my library? And of course, you have to take Apple's word for it, but Apple's word is that, no, we do not report anything to the record companies or anywhere else. It's it's yeah. just, we, we look at what you've got and we put a fresh copy yeah. in the cloud for you. And if you can't believe Apple, I mean, who can you leave, oh. believe? The NSA? <laughs> <laughs> Trust you to say that. Very, very good comment. I like it. Okay, tell you what, let's uh, look at what's happening in Japan. Now, they're apparently testing 4K TV streamed over the internet. Have you ever seen a 4K TV? No, have you? No, I haven't. No, I've only but seen Apparently, TV. they are stunning. They are, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you can imagine that, you know, with four times pixels, it yeah. is going to be. But I, I mean, I've, I've got a 55 inch Sony TV, and it is beautiful. It's, the blacks on it are stunning. And from what I understand, the 4K makes it look like a pile of rubbish. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't. I, I presume, are they on sale here in New Zealand? Uh, yeah, but I think they're in the $30,000 range. Oh, ouch. Like they're not cheap, and I don't yeah. think they make small ones. I think I don't even know if they'd make it 55 inch. They might be too small. I'm not right. sure. But right. they sound just incredible. Oh, they do. They do. Um, well, I mean, you know, imagine streaming this over the internet uh, through oh, your TV. Yeah, I think they were saying, what, four, four times the size of a 1080? Um, and like uncompressed 1080 for a movie, you're looking at. 40 gig yeah um, so you can but just I think imagine they were going um, yeah, to approve it as a, as, as a new format yeah H.265 and they had some interesting um, algorithms in there around doing it sounded a little bit like progressive scanning where you only send the differences to try and reduce the amount of data that's been sent oh I see yep right. yeah so it's like this pixel's changed this pixel's changed everything else is the same you're sending less data right well that, um, that might reduce the quality a little bit but I think um, what they're trying to do is get half the current bit rate Oh, that it's taking up now. Yeah, that it's taking up now. Yeah, at least for 1080. So, uh, I think I think the uh, they're, they're trying to bring the, the, the they're trying to raise the quality and bring the bit rate down at the same time, yeah. or at least the relative bit rate. Yeah, they but, should talk to yeah. the um, they should talk to the Pirate Bay people. They're pretty good at or the Rippers. They're pretty good at reducing file size. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are, indeed. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think this is going to be the future of television. We're going to have 4K TVs, and you know, you can see it. There's going to be 8K, 16K. It's going to go from there. That's hopefully, the USB rolls out, and we get our, our ultra-fast broadband. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And hopefully, telecom doesn't cripple it too much. Well, as long as, long as they here in New Zealand, they uh, have enough backhaul capacity. That's really going to be the, and they don't yeah. over-subscribe uh, at the because there is nothing in the model for backhaul. No, no, there which is, is a little yeah, bit no, scary. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be really fast getting your neighbours internet, but. <laughs> Not much else. But there are people that are doing it. Like FX is rolling out some really good stuff and there are some good smaller providers that are doing it. So hopefully. And a friend of mine was saying that um, some motherboards are coming with 10 gig ports on them now. Like 10 gig, oh, 10 gig network, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which is, right, that's, right. that's, that's good, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, see, um, I, yeah, all my stuff is, is, is gigabit Ethernet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess that's going to be the trend for everything and everything's going to get... You know, we're going to look back at 1080 and go, we watched that? We watched that pixelated rubbish? Well, I mean, do you still have... Uh, do you have movies on your computer? Do you still have standard def movies? Uh, I've got DVDs. DVDs look alright played on a DVD. If you've got computer like videos on your computer from ten years ago, they tend to look pretty rubbish. Um, but you know, if it's good enough and it's the only quality you've got, you still watch it. Yeah, the thing is, if you pause a DVD, you see a lot of JPEG type artifacts. I don't know if you've done that. Yeah. Pause a DVD, and um, it's really not that crisp. 
Yeah. Yeah, Blu-ray is certainly a huge improvement. But I mean, what would a Blu-ray look like on a um, 4K TV? Would it actually look... Yeah, this is know, the thing. Would, would it still look as good? The, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, I think Blu-ray is going to be the last of the disc formats, I think. Well, it's hard to know. I mean, the, the licensing and distributing people love physical media. They do, they do, um, they do. And, you know, it's quite hard to control it once it leaves that, that format. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'd say there's always going to be a place for that. Well, not always, but certainly for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hedging my bets that uh, Blu-ray would be it, but again, time will tell. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it'll be a solid format. Um, oh, like... Um, like a solid-state disc that yeah. you just sort of exchange yeah, around, or um, the way I've got well, my they... server set up now, I can just hotspot, um, like hot plug in a, a normal, um, you know, three-and-a-half-inch starter drive and do what I need to do. Well, if you think about it... Uh, USB drives, you know, um, yeah, USB keys are so cheap these days. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't put a movie on that. I mean, the, the cost, I mean, I know the retail cost is still, you know, like, I don't know, for a, you can probably pick up a 4 gig for about, like, you know, $8 or $10 yeah. or something. Yeah. But, you know, re, uh, you know, wholesale, you can, surely that can come down to $2 or something. Especially if they start and, manufacturing more and more. Exactly. And if you put movies on that and sell them like that, uh, uh, you can put pretty much any format you want with the DRM if they want, if the studios yeah. so want, you know. Or make them, you know, sort of, yeah. I mean, you're always going to have the license. You're always going to have people ripping off what you've got. The key is sort of trying to target to them, make it not worth it or make be, make it an honourable system. Because, um, I mean, right now, people people don't trust Hollywood. They don't want to give them any money. So make it a more of a, you know ethical system and an honest system. Well, I think, you know, the one thing that iTunes and, and others, but iTunes in particular, has done is it's made it easy to buy music legally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've made it easy. They've made it affordable. And not all credit to Apple, but, uh, but also the music companies that actually agreed on that pricing model. Yeah to be fair, you know. So I think, you know, if... I, I would say the majority of people are happy to pay a, what they perceive as a fair price uh, for, for media so long as it's easy to do. Yep. And, and, and that's what they, that's really where they have to go with, 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 you know, movies as well as music. Yeah, yeah. it was quite a big change for them, though. Yeah, no, I think they're slowly coming around. Because I mean, it, if you look at the originally, you know, movies were made and they were filmed, they were screened out in cinemas and they were released on video. And the yeah. videos were priced at a price yeah. for video stores to yeah. rentals on. And then people started buying those, but the studios didn't change the price. It was still selling them at the price they would charge to a rental store, who then rented it out a hundred times and made a profit. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, these people are still buying them. Oh well. And they never really addressed that. And then you know they make digital copies. They still sell it for the same price it's like you need to you know yeah. a little bit of give and take yeah yeah no, I, the thing is I, I think they're slowly coming to the realisation but my feeling is that they're still not sure what the end game should be or necessarily they don't necessarily agree on what the end game should yeah. be that's, that's what I think and they're still trying to there's still try old world things. mentality there definitely it's a big change yeah it is it is alright tell you what let's look at what China's doing because they've announced that they're going to well, they have plans, I should say, to build their own space station. The plan is, uh, at the moment, or the goal is to achieve that by 2020. And you know what? A lot of people say, you know, that uh, a lot of people sort of poo-poo China and say, you know, they sort of laugh at their attempts. But, you know, to be honest, I think this, you know, if you've looked at what's been happening over the last four or five years, you have to take them seriously. You have to. Uh, yep. They've, they've, they've come a lot. And the thing that amazes me is how far they have come. If you think about where they were, say, 40, 50 years ago. Yes. 
Well, uh, yeah, since then, a hell of a long way. They've, they've kind of done a hundred, it seems like they've done a hundred years in that 40 or 50, if you get what I'm saying? Yes, but I think it might have been too much too fast, and I'm not sure. Like, I think they've skipped a few things, and um, like, there's still very much a, you know, sort of peasant-based society, really, with people living out in fields and, you know... There is that. Yeah, uh, yeah there is still that. And the people moving into the cities are, like, huge cities and... Yeah. They seem to have both extremes, don't yes, they? Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they do. They do. And, and, you know, they make a lot of cars now for companies and they've started making their own version of cars. That's and right. those ones are not particularly safe. Um, so I kind of wonder, you know, what corners are they going to cut with the spaceships? Yeah, yeah, I, and, yeah and, and you're right, but if you look at all Chinese uh, uh, products that have sort of gone through the evolutionary process, yes, the first ones always are rubbish and, and, and are no good, and they slowly improve, and then they get really not... I, you know, put it this way. I wouldn't want to go to the first version of the of the no. Chinese space station. No. But maybe by version four or five. Yeah. You know. I just feel sorry for the, you know, version one through three space, you know. Missions. Astronauts, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that might not be that much fun. Yeah, I can, yeah, that's right. But um, to, look, and to be fair, though, the Western world went through the same thing. Yeah. You know, if you think about it. But we've all, and we've also already got a lot of debris floating around up there. So where are they going to put this? And oh, what yeah. are they going to do with all of the oh, waste? of what they're making and, oh, no. and have they built in the uh, the capabilities for it for, to, to be able to sort of dodge the debris yeah. as they do with the, the current International Space Station and is it going to cause you know, issues with the other satellites that are orbiting there's, there's too much up there there's far too much up there already yeah. but you know the thing is this is kind of something that's useful to go up I think um, as opposed to yet another TV satellite yeah. I think we, we definitely need we need something in permanent orbit in space like, that's the only way we're going to achieve anything is by having you know that launch pad I just don't know if we should have it from China, but... Well, I say good on them. I mean... I mean someone's uh, got to do it, no one else is. It's a next country to do it. It's a, you know, it's a next country to do it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if India goes that way as well. Yeah. Eventually. And, uh, look, let's move on and talk about the uh, the NSA leaker. What was his name again? Uh, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden, that's the one. So, uh, I just saw a story this week that I thought we'd, we'd talk about just briefly. Iceland are happy to help him. Yes. They'd like to help him. But they did say immigration into Iceland is not easy, it's not great. Yeah. And there is a process to follow. Yeah. And it, it sounds like they're implying there's a lot of bureaucracy as well, right? Well, he's got to get there first as well. Yeah, he's got to get there. And that's assuming he's not dead already. Do you think, well... <laughs> The Americans are quite good at not allowing people to slag them off, so to speak. But he is in China. Well, he's in Hong Kong, which is part of China. He, he was in Hong Kong. We don't know where he is right now. Yeah, actually, you're right. They're having trouble getting hold of him, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Because yeah, so, Iceland are trying to get hold of him. And as we saw in The Dark Knight, I think, Batman can go into China and get people out. So, you know, <laughs> anyone can. Uh, look, I, I don't know. I'm not that skipped. I, I don't know if you're saying they're tongue-in-cheek or not, but I... I if Partly, but also part seriously. Right, OK. I mean, I, apparently I, the US could go into... Where was it? Pakistan and take out Osama. And, yeah, you're right. And, you know, and, and, assuming that happened. Um, well, what do you believe these days? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know where you're coming from. I don't there know. There wasn't a lot of proof, really, you know. 
It seemed all very quick. Here's my yes. Oh, he's dead. Oh, and you, don't want to see the, you don't want to see the photos. Yeah, nah, yeah. you don't need to see the body. <laughs> nah, we put it in the water. You can believe us. When do we lie? I, I know. It did, I must admit, it did sound a bit... Uh, yeah, it was kind of hard to swallow that one. Really. And I watched one of those but, movies, the, um, I think it was the Operation Osama Bin Laden killing or whatever, and right at the start, they're like, no, we can't bomb the... We can't bomb the compound. We have to prove that he's dead. So people will need to see evidence, and they set up all these things, and it's like, but none of that happened. Um, There's an very interesting, you know, perspective on that. But that's digressing quite away from Paul yeah, Edward. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, that's right. Edward Snowden. So look, I don't know. Assuming, like you say, assuming he's still around and you know still alive uh, and contactable at some point, uh, I still want to help him. They obviously uh, don't have obviously don't have too many close ties with the US, such that the US can force hand over Iceland because yeah. otherwise. Uh, I reckon what they should do is send them to London, get them into the Icelandic embassy. No, but London's not good because they've got they're close with the US. Yeah, but see, Wiki, WikiLeaks dude is in the what Ecuadorian embassy. Yes. They should try and load up every embassy with an asylum seeker, <laughs> and, and London can have the have full one. yeah, London could have the full set of them. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man! Yeah, we got like you say, we've got Assange now. We've got uh, uh, Snowden. Yeah, um, someone needs to break out the dude, their first dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can all go to Iceland. I don't know, and maybe Iceland can be the. Uh, uh, but yeah, what was interesting was the um, one of the ministers from from Iceland said that, uh, and I quote here: "If I was his legal counsel, I would urge him to look at many countries, not just Iceland. Maybe New Zealand, Ecuador, Cuba, many countries." Interestingly, they said New Zealand. Yes. I don't think he'd be safe here, would he? Um, or would he? Under the current administration, no, I don't think he would be. But the general, could... the general climate in New Zealand, normally he would be, I think. But don't doesn't New Zealand? Well, I mean, we've got. Don't we uh, have close ties with the US? We do, but as we mentioned earlier on, there's a certain dot-com in Auckland uh, yeah, that .com they're still the, uh, trying still to get, get out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you're that right. was a bit of a you know egg on the face. So, yes, we'll bend over and take it, but we do ask them to you know treat us nicely. Yeah. Cool, cheers. Okay, cool, thanks, mate. That was last drinks. So if I do leave this in the podcast, that was last drinks at the Southern Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're not going to have last drinks. So just the one will be fine for me. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, with Kim.com, we're still trying to get him out of, out yeah, of the country. Yes, so, I mean, yes, we do. We will, we will voluntarily try to give him up. But I think we would bend over, but we would all also try and obey the rules. So if our laws don't allow for it, then I think we will stick to our laws um, until they decide to change them. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. So... Uh, who knows where he is because they haven't been able to make contact with him. Yeah, so. which, you know, hopefully that's a good thing. Hopefully he's safe and sound somewhere. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right, well, last story for this week. Uh, you may have seen the, the video online. It's it's a bike, a bicycle that can fly. Do you have to have a little alien in the front basket for it to work? <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the, thing, the thing that uh, uh, struck me was that... Um, was the stability of it? I because what it had. If you look at the video, it's got a. It's got two fans. One on the front, one at the back. And I'm not quite sure. I can. I still can't. I think it said two on the side as well, didn't it? I oh, did it. I think so. Because of the, okay, the angle that I saw on the video, I just. I, all I saw was two. Because all I could see was two no, from the go. picture, but two battery-run propellers on one the front. On each side. Uh, two, oh, it does say that. Sorry, I, I, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. It says that the, the bike is uh, powered by battery-run propellers on the front, two on the back, and one on each side. And you're absolutely right. I was going to say, because the angle it was shot at was 
all I could see was the front and back, and I thought, well, what's stopping yeah. it tilting side to side? Yeah, the, the picture didn't, it wasn't clear on that either. Yeah. So here's the question for you, though. What is the use case for this? Well, considering it can stay afloat for about three minutes, um, maybe <laughs> like cycling over a river. Or, or, or jumping queues, maybe? Yeah, but I think it can I only get about a metre off the ground as well. So <laughs> as long as the queue is midget sitting down, it should be fine. I don't see a use case. Like you say, maybe as you say, jumping over a river when there's no bridge. Yes. Yeah, it would be pretty cool to be able to like cycle off a cliff and slowly hover down and then carry on cycling. Or... Yeah, actually, that would be cool. But they're kind of but novelty. Would you trust it? Mm, <laughs> no, you'd hope the batteries were fresh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the one thing you want to check. Yeah, my batteries. Oh yes, it's, it's like the, the Chinese space station version one's always going to be a little bit pants, yeah. and then we'll see, you know, what happens after yeah, that. True. There seem to be a lot of these uh, more and more of these flying craft that people are making just for the hell of it because they yes, can. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're so good at obeying laws and the road rules on the ground, I'm sure we'll be just as good in the air as well. Oh, yeah, yeah I know what you're, what you're getting at, and I can, yes. I can see this becoming a huge mess. Yeah. And, and this is where I think the Civil Aviation Authority and other equivalents in other countries uh, will really have to start thinking hard about how this all... Yeah, I mean, the only way it would really work would be a fully automated system, I think, where as soon as you leave the ground, you effectively go into a grid a yep. grid network yep. that's autopiloted. Yep. Yes. Yes. You don't really have any control. Yep. Um, yep. And so, that would be safe. And, 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 and you'd want a, a big company to build this so they don't go under. So something like Microsoft would be, be good, wouldn't it, Ben? Because <laughs> they don't have viruses or, or bugs, bugs or, yeah, yeah, no. or anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who you'd want running it. Well, actually, that's a good question. Open I mean, who, source. Open, well, open source, I like the idea of open source, but it's not necessarily... It uh, uh, doesn't mean it's stable either, does it? No, no. You know, to be fair, I, I, don't get me wrong, I like open source, I like the concept of open source, I like the ideology of open source. Yes. But not every open source uh, uh, project is, is stable either, so... They maybe funded open source or... Or crowdsourced, or maybe kickstarted it. Should we start yeah, a kickstarter for it? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, let's end the podcast here. We're getting chucked out of the, uh, the bar very soon. Uh, they're going to be closing. It is Sunday night, and uh, look, if you do want to join us uh, next time, I'm not sure when we'll be doing it uh, here at the Southern Cross, but we will do it again, I'm sure, some other Sunday night. We so, don't. We don't want to get too many people here. We wouldn't want to, you know, swamp them on a Sunday night. No, with, imagine with that. all the fans of Boys of Tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd make a lot of sales with drinks, wouldn't they? I'm sure they would. More than the one glass of bubbly I bought tonight. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure you've got a big drinking audience. <laughs> well, I, I think we do. Okay, I well, don't know. I don't know, don't tech people drink a lot? I guess they do, yeah, they like their beer, don't they? they? Do. they like beer they particularly like, yeah, well, that's yes. one thing I don't drink. But Anyway, this is not a drink podcast, so I'll tell you what, Ben, we'll end it here. Hey, thanks very much for coming down to the Southern Cross and doing the show with me. Uh, so you're welcome, it was good. And it's just a shame that Brett couldn't make it because um, he, you know, it was the whole conversation about doing the, the, the pub shows was started with him. Yes. So it's kind of ironic that he's not here. Yeah, and also that it gets very quiet when we finish. It does, so let's, <laughs> let's end it there. Hey, thanks very much, guys. We'll see you again next week. Till then, goodbye. because they've announced that they're going to, well, they have plans, I should say, to build their own PlayStation. <laughs>
<laughs> I think they've probably already built a couple of those. <laughs> PlayStation. They've built a few PlayStations, yeah. yeah. So copies, yeah. Yes. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to say PlayStation. That, that's going to go into bloopers. <laughs> Maybe it's the bubbly taking uh, effect right now. I think I'll move on to the glass of water. That was a good blooper, by the way. <laughs> And it was, it was a Freudian slip too, because as you said, they, they, yes. they probably are building space yeah, stations. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, no, they're going to build their own space station. Um, <laughs> Out of <and> PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs>